We are so glad you made it. This time, I almost didn't make it. We were hanging out here beforehand, Babs and Trey just talking bags. What was your bag like? What was my bag like? <laughs> I start the intro video, crack my knuckles, forget to go live. But we made it with a few seconds to spare. Welcome. Sorry we missed last week. Uh, I would love to say it won't happen again. That is a lie. I'm sure it will happen again. Let's start with Lou. Lou, how was your last two weeks? You can do it shortly oh, man. if you wish. Um, yeah, I, I was saying this to you guys earlier. It's like hard to really narrow down two weeks in the NFT uh, space, as you would say. And um, yeah, I think a lot has happened since the last time we've talked. And obviously since the last time all four of us have been on the same stream, um, a lot has happened over the past you know month or so. And it's it's been a lot since um, the the trigger that I say is the mutant ape drop. So everything since then is kind of been that like where are we at now? Are we in a bear market? Are we just kind of lingering for now? And you know we have some days, some projects that are still going off. So I think um, just there's been a lot happening, and it's people are thinking differently about nfts in general right now i think uh people are thinking differently babs you think differently than me on a lot of these topics uh where where's your head been you've been out for a little bit doing everything you can clearly just golfing living the peter jennings life i'm sure uh what has your last two weeks been like no, no golf here but yeah it's great to be back um you know missed the last three three and a half weeks and i feel like a lot's changed since i've been back you know, we had probably the, the top of the market when I first was gone. Um, I, you know, I had some big sales between, you know, a couple art blocks and, and mutant apes were, were pretty kind to me. And then I came back and it's all, you know, I, I, I'd argue we're almost into NFT winter here. It feels like um, you still have the odd project that, you know, pops off, but I'd say, you know, 90% of them now almost feel like losers. So it's a, it's a different game I'd say we're in right now. Um, you know, it, it's, I think there's still a chance to have some fun and make some money, but, you know, obviously little bit more cautious of uh, what we invest our money in these days, I'd say. Uh, maybe that's a little, that portends what we'll discuss in a little bit, huh, Babs? Yeah. Uh, Trey, how about you? How was your last couple of weeks? Man, it's been good. Uh, I was I was scrolling through my OpenSea activity, just like sales to get an idea of like what happened, say, two weeks ago around this time. And it just seems crazy that, you know, that's when the last stream that we were on was when, you know, punk comics was kind of going crazy. That was the heat of the, I mean, that was about as big of a bull market, as, I think, as we can, as you can get. Um, obviously, since then, we've had, it's been quite a roller coaster, but I feel like we can't really complain. I mean, right now, PERS are pumping. It seems like, you know, AB is doing well today. Um, it, so really, I can't complain. I, I've been Personally, uh, I've been a little bit burnt out, I think, from the last four months. I was DMing Babs this morning. He's like, yeah, I haven't seen you around, you know, the chat as much. And it's it's kind of a combination of things, I think. It was it was just like after four months of just going straight up balls to the wall, it was I could I could just use, you know, a little bit of a break and, you know, actually enjoy, you know, getting outside and just enjoying life in general. So Last two weeks have been great, to be honest. Uh, loved every second of it. But, uh, you know, glad to have the stream back, obviously. Did, did you actually get outside? Like, is that not a, not a bit? I did. I did get outside, went to a Twins game. That was the, uh, that was the 
the night before my my hangover. So uh, you know, I, you know, you win some, you lose some. I'm not even kidding. I 100% forgot that people are playing baseball. Like I know, right? I got, and I'm a sports guy. Legit forgot. Like how- I'm a yeah, I'm a big Twins fan. I'd, I'd say other than the Vikes, they're probably my you know my. I've just I've followed them ever since I was like six or seven. So yeah, it's a weird year. Thought we were gonna be good. We suck. And now I just I don't really follow it much. So call me a fair weather fan, I guess. Uh, but there's something about going to the ball game. I like going to a baseball game uh, where I live. It's extremely hot. Uh, mm. So I don't like to go in the summer, but I'd like to go in the summer, I guess. Um, See, the summers here are perfect for for outdoor baseball. So love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, David O calling out Babs. That's right. <laughs> B-A-Y-C merch. Uh, yeah, flex. Oh, I rock that. Trey, just a flex. Trey knows. Yeah. Trey knows this is a Dream Loops merch yes. right here. Yes. It, it arrived. I got to look at um, And there's more merch. I, I already sold my, my Dream Loops, um, but there's more merch. So I might buy back in. Who knows? Uh, this, is, this is how it's going right now. Um, so I had a whole plan for this show. The show was RIP JPEGs. Winter is here. It's not coming. It's over. And then today happened. People made a decent amount of money. You're not even going to let us have 10 episodes before already canceling the show. <laughs> yeah, what no, are we going to do next? No. I think you're on number eight right now. <laughs> what are we that... supposed to talk about? <laughs> no, we talk about how to survive the winter. We talk about how to, to carve uh, out a boar or like a, a massive bear. And then you go sleep inside the bear to stay warm until springtime. That's how it goes. <laughs> Uh, I assume that's Babs's territory as as the resident Canadian in Alberta. Yeah, and and, and Chief Futter, I feel like. But let's be honest; like, there's been some good projects that you've made a lot of money on the last two weeks, even though we've been in a bear market. So, like, I don't think we're totally dead. Um, you know, and the R blocks today, the fragments being a prime example. Uh, you get something to get all the way up to a 13 floor. Like, there's still money. There's still interest in NFTs. It's just I think people are more picky in what they want to invest in. Right. So if, if people are being more picky, that means that the general population needs to be more picky is all it, it's kind of leading to. But, you know, between art blocks today, like there's gambling apes, like there's a few other ones that, you know, like crypto dads, a few other ones that have been pretty good the last couple of weeks, even though we've been in the winter. Right. I don't understand the dads. I don't get I, I was all in on the dads. That was your project. You love eyes. Did you see the Eastern eyes? They're literally called Eastern Eyes, and they just go off the face. Like, what are you doing? The art was well, good. So you're just saying that they have like some, you know, cancel potential. Not even that. It's the it, now, bring now one, you box me in. Bring it's one the up. Later no, than the cancel. Bring the sneaker one up. Like it, it's bad art. Like at the like I I I got five. I minted five. Instantly, when people started posting their pictures, I was dumping them on the floor because I was worried. I just like most of these projects nowadays. You know. They, they start at like a certain price after mint and it in like constantly goes down over the next 24 hours. And I thought the dads was going to be in that same cycle. So I, I panicked. I, I dumped them um, mainly, mainly right there with the you. art. Yeah. Uh, during JPEG summer uh, and maybe JPEG fall, use were the meta. Use were what happened. Uh, you would mint something. You would dash for something. Mint price would go down uh, and or rarity would come out. It would go down. And then it would climb right back up. That's how it went. So uh, the last few projects were down. I, I, I think not it's more now. The the user, I think, are more now than before. 
I think before, if you mm -hmm. saw a project like the dads that that went to that point four, it it kind of lingered there for a while, and then eventually, with those other booms, it would hit one ETH. And now, like they're going up to point four right away. Then people dump. It goes back down to like point two, and then people get back in, and then it goes back up to four. And, and I feel like that's what we're currently in. But then that secondary one, it just goes back down. Yeah, I, I had too many projects that were just dust, just dead. I'm thinking Vox just had no you, just took a deep, deep shit early. <laughs> uh, and so I'm holding. Uh, so that that's what scared me on dads of just taking a dive. What do you have, Trey? You, you were trying to say something, I think. Well, I was, it, I mean, Vox is even like a decent one to me. I mean, we, that, well, I got, I got messed on or screwed on on Vox, but I'm more so, I when I think of that kind of stuff, I think of like Clever Girl and there's other projects out there like that where you don't even get that U-shape now. No. It's just straight up, like you buy it, it's below floor. <laughs> the minute, like even while you're probably, even when you're minting, like if you're towards the tail end, like sometimes you can even go check OpenSea to see if the mints or if the, the listings have started to come in below, you know, below the mint price. And so some of them, I mean, you really do got to like the, the good ones. I think the ones that, you know, people are excited for. Yes, there's that U shape. But man, some of these ones that are just kind of crappy and trashy, like they just you don't even get that pump anymore. Like we did back, you know, a couple months ago. It's just straight down and, and you pretty much know you made a bad decision right away. Um, we're even CEOs like one that we we're all excited about, like the art looks good. You know, you yeah. meant it, it had a little pump and then instantly it went down and never really recovered. Like it's just a different I mean, game now. Right? Yeah, like, but they also Theo's, didn't Theo's. have a good drop. Yeah. yeah they, they pushed it back, what, four days? <laughs> well, they, I mean, they pushed, they kept pushing that drop back. Right. I mean, weren't they supposed to? Yeah. Weren't Months. they supposed to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I, Theo's, I mean, I feel like they could make a comeback. I just don't think they have a big enough community. And I know that sounds cliche, but I mean, they just started off with 400 mints. So they didn't get that, you know, 10,000 yeah. huge supplier, 2,000, 3,000 holders yeah. like other projects do. Um, yeah. They just had that, you know, they had that core 100 people and that was kind of it. Yeah. No, that's, fair. that's a good point. I hadn't considered that, that their starting point was low because in my head, I'm like, oh, scarcity. People like scarcity. Yeah. I'll buy one. And you're right. You need to have people who can tell other people about it. Uh, I was I it a hundred holders. I don't that, know. I was just then like those hundred holders each were able to get two of the next. So then that's like, you know, let's just say yeah. 800 of them are gone oh. right there out it's of the 24, holders, which isn't yeah. great, right. But I think, you know, I think for someone, you know, if, if I was an artist or someone who is trying to get into the NFT space, I, I would maybe even frame or, you know, set up my drops and, and kind of strategize the way that they did. I think drawing in that core community, I mean, we were, we were in love with Theos in our, in our discord. So having that tight community that legitimately loves the bears, right? I mean, people were second guying left and right in our discord when those prices were falling, right? So I don't think it's necessarily an awful way you know, to build an NFT project. Um, I think they maybe just need to rethink the every single holder gets two. Um, they, they definitely need to focus on growing the amount of people that know about the O's. 
That's a good point because we were all excited that people got two as well. We're like, yeah, we get two. Yeah, of them. because we were the ones getting the two. Yeah, yeah. But then <laughs> I mean, those were successful them. for me. But I understand how like a new person that that jumps in, it probably wasn't successful for because I think there was a lot of these that we expected to sell for high because they're you know rare or one of the cooler looking ones, and then those ones only have a floor of 0.5 or something. When you see the Genesis were over two. So I think that was kind of disappointing to people. What even are, where is Genesis Theo? I have no idea where that floor is. Like 0.7, I think somewhere in that oh. range now. That's yeah. Still hanging in there. <clears throat> that hurts. That hurts. Yeah. And then, and then we have uh, those on ch on chain monkeys that you can mint for free and they, they end up with a what 0.2 floor at one point. So like it's crazy oh, still yeah. like, yeah, get out when you can on those. That was my strategy. <laughs> uh, so what other general strategies do we have in a down market? We'll say maybe we're not there. We're going to have a sharp correction at some point, I believe, for sure. What, what strategies do we have other than pick your spots? I, I want to go a little deeper than just find the right spot because art blocks today felt like a good spot. I, it felt good and going into it. And then I just didn't mint because I wasn't, wasn't ready for it. Um, well, I was ready for it, but I wasn't like mentally ready for it. Uh, I think Gump has a good starting point. Whitelist meta. Yeah. yeah. I think Gump's right. Um, yeah. We've seen that a few times and it's just a, it's such a grind now. Uh, and you got to be early and you have to be dedicated basically. So pick one discord and then make a bunch of friends, I guess. I'm so bad at that. I just, I've, I, yeah, like I've, like I'm with Trey. Like I have such a hard time with it now. After my, you know, Oni experience, spending spending five hours in a Discord, like chatting, sending messages, trying to, you know, trying to boost your levels or having to invite a certain amount of people to the Discord. Like, I get why these guys are doing it, but it's only for a limited type. Of I mean, you're you're getting two grand for five hours of work. You oh, know, I, sure. I mean, when you put it that way, I think it. Makes a it's little hard, more sense. I mean, it's hard enough to keep up with our own Discord, though, much less, yeah. like, I mean, I I literally have to go through, like, every single week and, like, clean up the sidebar in my Discord just because there's yep. so much, there's so many projects that I join just to see the announcements or get on the whitelist or whatever it is. Like, they draw you into the Discord and then it just sits there. So, you know, today I went through and just knocked off, like, 10 of them. That's always yeah. good. Dan made a good point there. Uh, like that's one thing that I've been watching now is if you have all these white lists and you have all these pre-sales, you can you easily watch the floor to tell whether or not something's going to be worth minting, right? Like yeah. if the floor is yeah, barely above, if the floor is barely above mint plus gas costs. What's the point in, in minting? Because what's the upside, right? Like if you really want one, just go buy one on OpenSea. But but minting and competing in the gas wars uh, just doesn't feel worth it, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's the hardest part for me is the gas war part because the gas wars used to be just a print fest like that was the skill and you had to win. Do you remember that? I used to that love so those good. days, yeah. man. Those, I mean, that was my bread. Yeah, that's. I was just yeah, good at gas wars. I think I was. Yeah, I think I was one of the first people. I was like, I love gas wars. <laughs> Hot take. Yeah. But and now, what? yeah, now I'm fully on the. I can't, especially after losing gas on a few of those crappy projects, like. You know, yeah, I just I can't stand what? these gas wars now, especially when all these projects have shitty contracts now too. You yep. can't estimate the gas limit. You got dangies flashbots coming through. One of the biggest gas wars. 
one of, the, one of the biggest ones we had, I think, recently was Cypher, and that one was complete dust almost within 24 hours after the mint. You're selling it before below mint plus gas costs, right? So, like, when all those gas wars, you're bringing all those people that are either botting or, you know, just want to flip instantly, and it, and it leads to those projects' floors just collapsing. I don't even like the gas war projects anymore, right? Like, it, it's just not, it's no. not fun, right? So, no, the ones that are on the schedule suck. Like, the... The ones where you're like, oh, we got to drop on Wednesday. It's like, it's just not, it's not as fun. Everybody knows about it. There's no edge there. It's just, it's kind of more of a pain in the butt than anything. So you're out on Mecca's. Oh no, I'll be in on, I will be in on Mecca's. <laughs> Mecca's that's, are that's a, the one, that is, uh, I think that's the, the exception. To the rule that's right one that there. you grind for the presale if they, if they have it. If they have it. And yeah, I'll be paying up and it, we'll but see where the market, I think. I don't the think only... I play a gas war with it though. Cause isn't know. it a point I two I really, I just want one. But I think, I think it's point two to mint, right? Yeah. But before gas and all that. So it's probably going to end up being like one ETH each, right? Or Which something. I think it's reasonable if you want one, yeah. right? Like if you, if you just want one to hold, I'd be weary if you're buying five, at yeah. you know one ETH each, and you know there's guys out there that are probably gonna game the system and buy 200, right? And and we just you just can't compete with those floors anymore when guys have 200 buying them at cheaper gas than you are and can just offload them and ruin the floor, right? Mm-hmm. But also counterpoint to that, like I think Mecca, I think we'd all agree Mecca is probably the most hyped drop that we've at least experienced up until this point, um, or at least it has the most. It feels like it has the most hype around it, so what i mean what's the upside there i think the downside is nft winter mark you know we're in nft winter and there's just no liquidity and maybe it's even easier to get them then which would great whatever but if we still are in nft summer you know at what point where's the there's so much upside for that project i mean would anybody be surprised to see it at 10 to 20 ETH, comparatively speaking to board ape yacht club and punks and some of those other ones i wouldn't Meta hero. I mean, there's a lot of upside there. So if if I'm going to be firing off, if we're still in NFTs, you know, bull market, I mean, I'm willing to pay one ETH each there if there's still that amount of hype around it. Yeah. Like no question. It's, it's a sure. rare sure. lotto that you're willing to to take because yeah. there's going to be. That's the. I mean, I don't want to say the only thing, but in that given week, it's probably the only thing that you can flip one ETH into 10 or 20 ETH, you know, uh, if you, if you hit the rare lotto correctly. Also, I will say, I think you're going to be lucky to get one for one ETH. I think gas yeah, is going to be, I think gas is going to be a lot yeah. more than that. I think it's going to be two, two and a half. Yeah. I think it'll be more than one to be honest. Right. Like I, I actually think you're going to see, you know, numbers in that 10,000 GUI range to be honest. Well, it's, it's like, point two well, yeah, base, isn't it? It's a point it's two, point two already. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's where it's starting already higher than what was a little bit, Oni not... 0.08 mint. Yeah. Like technically yeah, it was, it's yeah. funny. Cause we like say the mint price, but it's never actually that, you know, no. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It's a cost of acquisition, right? Yeah. Um, let's take a quick left turn. I want to talk about this briefly, Josh, talk about bad contracts and to gas. Not sure how, how you can find that. Well, step one, learn solidity. Uh, that's first, first one, which, uh, you could do legitimately, you could, but that's gonna be hard to do. You just got to take faith in these because we're making so many quick decisions. And that's like on a daily basis, not even just when you're minting, that you can't necessarily go and 
find a good contract that won't eat your gas. And all we're talking about is a contract that fails quickly because then you get there's fewer transactions. So they eat less gas, you get more back. That's all it means. Uh, it, you can't really find it. I don't think it's worth your time uh, for that. So one thing that I think is good and that we've seen now are uh, most mint passes, not night kids, but the other mint passes like 888, whatever the hell that is going to be. Gen.art is one that's been incredibly good for a lot of folks. So that makes sense to me um, as far as a new frontier as well of an edge. Um, what are Do we think that edge will last or what is sustaining these floors on 888s or Gen.art? Lou, do you have anything? Uh, yeah, I think it's the idea of um, a membership where you know you'll it, i think this is where things are going to trend in the in nfts in general is where mm -hmm. like you're buying that artist's membership and every time they come out with a new piece of art you get that piece and so i think that's that's where the artists are going to want to go as well because they they can guarantee you know we, we got these members who are, are going to buy it each time and that's where something like the meta key is also interesting where that seems to be more of more broad than um, some of these other ones. Uh, yeah. Cause we, Babs and I got that alpha access one, which is access to a discord as well. So I'm probably more interested in doing memberships like that, that are going to have different artists involved versus just having one artist that like the 888 one where I, I don't know. I, I haven't really followed him in general that much, but I can't, really seem to think that two ETH or as he wants it to be eight ETH on something like that is worth it long-term. I think, I think that's where the misconception of that 888 pass comes in is, you know, if you actually look at the website, it, it does make it seem like it's more of a marketplace for artists rather than just 888's work, right? Like he's allowing artists to come and use his platform and he'll feature a different one for each drop. And, and that 88 membership gives those people first access to that artist drop. Right. So like, it's not just 888 artists. It seems like it's other guys that are going to be involved, um, which, which makes it appealing to me. Like Trey, Trey mentioned to me, he still has three. What, what, you know, what should I do with them? And I said, honestly, I would, I would keep them. I like, I like the project. It interests me. If you actually look at the website, it looks way more legit than his, you know, last second no effort yeah. nft the website you know looks legit it actually like really interests me and i'm kind of mad at myself that i didn't second guy one but you know hard, hard to now with these prices but if i had one i would just hold them and, and enjoy the ride right but why do you need more than one it's it's because you're you're banking on price action right yes or, or i think the argument is you can mint more than one right so so if this artist Whoa. comes Right. If this artist comes and you have access and you have three, you can mint three of that artist's work. Right. That, so that's actually an interesting that, that you said that because um, that's how it worked with Night Kids. But I've noticed some of them aren't working that way. Like, like say the Theos, right? The Theos, even if you had five of them, you could only mint two of the new ones. Like it was mm -hmm. still, it, they're still limiting by wallet. So I think that's an important thing to, to check when you're doing them. And the Penelope, country club had that today as well where it's like a per wallet instead of per item that you own so i think that's going to be something that we need to be careful when when we're mm -hmm. signing up for these things um you know the fine print so to speak i also think how, I, how, 
how hard I'm lazy, so I don't do it. But how hard is it to create another wallet, right? And just transfer it, like if you really wanted so to. Like, so that's what. Yeah, I'm, I transferred I think, one. <laughs> and I think I think that ties back into how can we get an edge? Knowing stuff like that is how you get your edge now. You know, everybody knows when the drops are. Everybody's paying the gas, right? But the people who will create those X, I mean, that's my type of edge right there to grind out is multiple wallets. Don't tell Roham, um, you know, all Second that. Discord. Stuff. Yeah. So it's, I think that's a way to get an edge. I think the eight at eight drop itself is a great example of an edge that, I mean, just being, just being present in the NFT space and understanding one who 888 was and that he was a big part of the community and had a lot of connections within the community so that when he drops something, it's probably going to be worth a lot, right? And then to compound on that, also, it was going to be a surprise drop once he hit 88.8 thousand followers. So I think a lot of people maybe forgot about it. And then all of a sudden, he just dropped it and they went in a minute and a half. And then some people didn't you know, know what the mint price was, so they couldn't put it in the contract, right? So preparation and just understanding the NFT space as a whole is a huge edge right now still that most of these newbies coming in, you know, we talk about this liquidity coming in all the time. Most of them have no idea what they're doing and their friends who got them in are just blindly telling them to mint stuff. And you can't just blindly tell somebody at a moment's notice to go and mint 888 through the contract. It's not going to work. All right. We got to take another left turn. First, Tig from the Keys checks in. Thank you, Tig. Uh, Babs looks ridiculous. That's awesome. I, you'll see maybe in a little bit. I genuinely have no idea what happened with uh, Roglini with the puzzles. <laughs> I don't think I've got mine yet. I I, I checked during yeah. the show and I finally got mine. Um, but I think the puzzle making was done. Uh, what? But, but, but did the so I get them square Oh, I did get them. I, no I got pieces. So, so oh my gosh. Pernelope's, it's my entire open sea. Yeah, Pernelope's yeah, that's Country the Club issue that I have. had this game <laughs> where, where if you, you're going to get airdropped these puzzle pieces if you owned uh, Perlini's. And, <laughs> and and what, what ended up happening was some people got these puzzle pieces super early and were able to complete the puzzles where I think half the world didn't even get a single piece yet. So I, like I, the competition was can, get these puzzle pieces, try and complete this puzzle um, before, you know, other people can, but when people don't even get their puzzle pieces in time, <laughs> it's sort of, kind of a moot point. So yeah. we kind of started calling uh, Carlini Ruglini and uh, you know, he, he owes us a big pizza party after his naps done. Yeah. I got I, 20 pieces and, uh, Seven of them were duped, so I couldn't even do anything with mine. Um, I got okay. half of them right away, and yes. the other half were later. So now yeah, our oh, open seas yeah. all look like this. It's ridiculous. Yeah, now it's my entire open sea. <laughs> I got, I got I can't 75 sell of them. these things. Uh, Why so, do I need so 75 said, puzzle pieces? You said you wanted airdrops, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm concerned Eight about airdrops. Not 70. We saw, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, we saw this happen with Robotos a little bit. We yes. all had Robotos and we're like, oh, look, cool. We got butts. That's fun. And then we're like, oh, these aren't worth nothing. And then just worth nothing and worth nothing. And then when are they worth something? Oh, because an influencer said they liked them. It sucks. There's 20,000 <laughs> of these that have been created now. Puzzle and to put, yeah. put that yeah, in reference, uh, there were... 
four completed puzzles within the first 4,000 that were released. So the 16,000 that couldn't be used and there was only six people that could win at that point, you know? So it just kind of, I think it was a timing thing where maybe they thought it would go through faster because they used Polygon, but you know, as, as we've seen with other projects not to be named, um, Polygon might not be the best for doing things like this. I want to, I'm curious about the postmortem because one thing with Carlini is he will be honest and open about what happened, I think. So we'll see. Oh, I, I think this is a wonderful an... idea. Oh, yes. We all say, yeah. Oh, God, that'd be a lot Ooh, of gas to send all of us. Can you bunch? No, can it's you polygon. No, it's polygon. polygon. I don't think it doesn't matter. We oh. should all send them. Oh, my gosh. That'd Carlini. be so Carlini. <laughs> All right, I'll play I'm still off. mad that we didn't send rugs That's to Jack. A very good why did, idea. We had all all of us had those rugs just sitting in our hidden section. Like, why did we not blast those off to Jack? Every funny. time I get one of these like spam items, I've been sending them to Jack. Actually, <laughs> we we here's a little little tease. Next week, you might hear a little bit about rugs and and Jack Ruggleman. You might, you might next week. Tony wanted me to we'll mention see. the ultimate rug I did today, uh, the Bazogia. So this this was the biggest rug I've ever been a part of. Is uh, it, was a, <laughs> it was a FOMO bonding curve um, pricing model. So so for the first the first seven hundred were dirt cheap. You could basically mint them pre sale for for nothing. Uh, the next seven hundred went up to 0.032. and I actually jumped in then and I bought I, I only bought five, but but you know I thought. By five at this price, the the bonding curve goes up. You know, the ending price I think for the last six hundred was 0.16. Uh, so you know, so you go and then you go to list on OpenSea, and the Discord sends an announcement that says, "We've shut off the transfer function in our contract. You cannot sell them until this project <laughs> is sold out." So in my head, I'm like, "It's that never is... selling out now," because anyone goes on OpenSea, they see a pr- floor price of 0.04. Why would you mint for 0.16, right? So this project is just complete dust, right? I've That's never heard of a project doing that. I know. I, I didn't even know that you could, I guess, do that. I, mean, I, got, kicked, I got kicked out of the Discord after two more minutes because I said this is a rug and see you in 2024 when this project many, sells out. How many Discords have you been kicked out of, Babs? That was is only that your second. first? That's only my second. That was only second, okay. Well, Warner Cats, I got muted. I didn't get kicked out. They just muted me. I could still read it. I couldn't talk anymore. So only my second. <laughs> okay. One of my theses for how to handle crypto fall, not crypto fall, NFT fall, NFT winter was to move to art. So Logan, yo, from the Discord, from the Oilies, <laughs> from uh, many projects, I'm sure. Uh, we wanted to bring him on because we wanted to talk art. 
Um, my initial bit idea was even dumber than that. It was uh, art or fart. And we would say fart <laughs> if we didn't like the art. Jesus. So we stepped our game up a little bit. Not the yeah. worst idea. It might come back in a few weeks or, or so. We might actually do that bit. Oh, art or fart? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't hate it. <laughs> oh. well, <because> <laughs> I mean, we can still do it. Yeah, uh, we could. The, so, Logan, before we get into uh, rating the art with us idiots, um, how did you come to NFTs? How did you come to art? Give me your backstory. Oh, my gosh. It's been a journey, I feel like. I mean, it's only been since February at this point. I feel like I started in the space probably with like $200. Um, I was banned on Coinbase when I was like 17. Um, so I couldn't really get it because if you live in New York, you can't really buy it with a debit card, you know, the whole thing. So I ended up transferring, I then mode my friend 200 bucks um, who mines Ethereum. He sent me 200 bucks. I got my first NFT listed. That totally flopped. I kind of miss, like, I kind of missed what the whole vibe of the space was at the time. But I ended up listing another one and that one sold um, for like half an ETH. And that kind of just got me rolling. Um, and then I started getting super into the community side of things. And like the community is just like become everything for me. Um, and like flash forward to now, I've got two collections that I've sold out. I've done a ton of one of ones. Um, and like now I'm working full time as like an NFT lead over at 137, which is crazy as well. You know, working with Gary and working with those guys doing like publications for NFTs and like exploring so more and more into the community. So, I mean, I've been doing art my whole life, right? Like, I mean, it's been, I went to art school, which was super crazy. Um, but then I was also super into finance just for trading. And so it just kind of all came together with NFTs. And I feel like if I had been a little bit older, I would have been on it way earlier. Like, but you know, it's, it's the way it goes, but yeah, it's been, it's been an awesome journey so far. Uh, Logan, you can't complain about being late because you were <laughs> early and you're young. So you can take these kinds of risks. Yeah. So uh, don't, don't do that again as an old person. That feels really bad uh, because, yeah, I still feel young. And then we we get some people in the Discord to DM me like, hey, man, you're still young. Take the risks, man. You guys are also that's, 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 that's what Gary would tell you, Dangy. I mean, he says that you're still young, man. Like, you I, I wish I was years, young. But... I wish I was young still. You can take more risks. Now I feel like uh, I got like all these things I have. Thinking, thinking in my head, I'm costing my kids college fund every time and, I yeah. buy a mutant, right? But it goes the other way, too. It's like, I want to be set up so I'm okay later in life. I don't want to just blow all my money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got a limited principle, you know? So it's like, yep. I can't just go full send into these projects. And like, you know, I listed my mutant. I got two mutants and I listed my mutant before reveal because I wanted to make that back that liquidity. It was a golden mutant. You know what I mean? That's an that's an out in my in my book. It sucks, um, but yeah, it was just like one of those things where yeah, I mean, it's all just back and forth, kind of like with the whole the space just twists you up so bad. Mm -hmm. It messes with your you mentally for sure. Yeah. How yeah. do you how do you cope mentally with that? Because that that would mess me up, uh, knowing how much I left on the table, making the safe choice. Like, what is how do you do? How I mean, do you manage that? You guys know. I mean, it's it's every single day. The whole art, I'm still tilted from the art blocks today. I, I did oh, mint. I, I actually minted it. I just failed the transaction. I put down fifty like I put down five fifty guay. I felt comfortable. It was looking good, and then all of a sudden, I just like you know missed the Texan, and so it just it just sucks. Um, but I mean, it's just every day. You get used to it. It's not like 
it's the end of the world. We're still super early, all of us, you know? It's easier so, to take missing that now than it did, like, early on. Like, like Babs and I talk about this all the time. Like, 500 guay to someone that the first time they go to Mint feels like a lot. But now it just is it's what fair. you do. It's yeah. part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, also coming in, coming into the space in March, I mean, I feel like the average day was like 200, 300, like for just like minting my art off the rip, like it was always costing me like 150 bucks. And like now it's like, I can get away with like earlier this month, I could get away with like $30 a mint, which was just so nice. And then like I did a whole airdrop in the last project and I, you know, gave away a hundred pieces to other holders. Um, and that cost me three ETH, which was like not bad happened the same day as the ETH crash. So everyone was liquidating, which sucked. Um, <laughs> I remember but, you saying that in the Discord. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I was, yeah, I was active. I've been so active in y'all's Discord since I found you guys on YouTube. It's just been so much fun, you know, just kind of like getting to know everyone and like having y'all like, like my art. I don't know if y'all like my art. I know Babs sold a potion for an ETH, like right <laughs> off the rip. Congrats. Congrats yeah, on I was that. Waiting, I was waiting to get dragged. I actually like your art, but like, uh, you know, I have a hard time changing my strategy now. You know, yep. I've been doing this for so long. I just have what I do and, and nothing against you. Like I love having you in the discord. I like your art. I, I just, I never hold anything, I guess. So like, don't take it personal. Right? Not when you only have one at least, yeah. right? Cause like, you only yeah, got right. one of it. Yeah. If, if you have like five, then you generally will hold, you know, we're oh, holding like our moon bags or whatever. Is, is yeah. sell, sell to get my cost out and then hold, you know, what yeah. I have left. But yeah, it's different for when sure. you, you only get one. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that was a strategy though. Is like to get make sure that most people only got one because if they wanted a hold, they hold, and if they let go, it's gone. You know, but the floor's not looking so bad. You know, reentry is always possible. So yeah, there you go. So Logan, where do you see this NFTs uh, going? We had the PFP projects. We still have them. They keep coming at us. I, I would like them to stop personally. Uh, folks are trying to find utility and then they fail. Uh, so we're pivoting a little bit. We've got the mint pass kind of meta happening. We had the 888 and then we had the, the Tiki's. We didn't even bring up the Tiki's yet. Um, the Tiki's felt good and then they felt real bad and then they felt okay and then they felt even worse uh, because here's, here's where I'm struggling. Here's what I'm thinking. We're at like a one person project meta. So, and by that I mean, a lot of these projects rely on Beanie, they rely on 888, they rely on PAC, uh, and Oilies rely on Logan. So as yeah. a creator, like, how do you think about that and your responsibility to those folks? I mean, I think we're really moving into like, we're, you guys were talking earlier about the whole whitelist concept and like the pre-sales and getting in early and like actually being actively involved in the community and like what that actually rewards people. And right now I feel like that's where a lot of the value is found and like, People, I feel like same thing with went for the art block sales today, even is like if you understand like what has been doing well in art blocks and that community as well, you know that this drop was going to go super well. Like you knew that the work was going to look really well and everyone's talking about it and the pain just <laughs> persists. But um, uh, yeah, that's been on my mind all day. Uh, I think you were but, the yeah. most bullish person in our whole Discord about the drop before. No one was talking about it until I brought yeah. it up. And I remember seeing it and like, it's, it's going to be the last time that an art blocks that looks that good is going to be able to be uh, touched auction that low. 100%. People are not going to miss out on the opportunity mm -hmm. again. Um, I think yeah. everyone was caught off guard by the kind of just like, like bearishness in the market the past couple days, couple days, yeah. bearishness. <laughs> For sure. It was a weird drop. 
what stopped people is I don't know if you ever saw Trey share that one chart that was basically the art block liquidity. And it, it basically showed that, you know, liquidity was at like an all time high two weeks yeah. ago. And now it went down to zero. Right. So like no one was, no one's, no one's been buying art blocks. Everyone got cold feet. Right. But if, if you drop that same one three weeks ago, it's a totally different, different story. Like that's oh, yeah. out at probably six ETH. Right. Like, yeah. Well, it's, it's, and what, what we were talking, we were, I think we were talking about it pre-show, right? Where I, I asked, okay, what's the, what was the, the curated floor right now is 1.2, right? And it's those, it's the pixel <clears throat> numbers or whatever. It's like, okay, let's think about this for a second. I'll, there's no liquidity or there, you risk not having liquidity, but what's the worst that happens there? Like, it's not, that was a way, way better looking drop than nine out of the 10 or nine out of 10 curated drops. So, you know, if it gets down to two, even two and a half, what's the worst that happens there? You maybe lose 0.5 or something, but the upside is, well, what we just saw today. So yeah, thinking back, I was definitely caught off guard. If I would have thought that through a little bit more, I, I would have been firing at two, no problem. And I didn't even try and mint. So that was definitely, definite miss on my part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to shout out Josh in the discord. He, um, he and I have really been listening to Kevin Rose's podcast a lot and he's bringing on there's, there's alpha in that podcast, even though it's a pretty popular podcast and what he brought on, he brought on Dimitri. He's a really uh, well-known artist in art blocks and his history. And Dimitri shouted out some uh, artists of color and, and specifically women artists. And this was one of the women artists that he shouted out on Kevin Rose's podcast. They, they, he, I had the answer to the test. I knew, I, I knew what was going to happen. I just didn't uh, execute it so that it just really hurts because I didn't have, I didn't make the time to do that research and to know the significance of this artist. And it's true. I believe that female artists in the space are going to, Oh God, got a drink are going to be um, helped because there's so few of them. And for, to celebrate their work, I think is important for a lot of folks. So I mean, uh, look at like the WNBA, how much push it's getting for top shot. Right. Cause I think, it's the same idea where, um, you know, it, it looks bad if they don't push it, but then at the same time, like this is their way of providing more exposure to WNBA players. And, um, you know, it, it's the same type of thing. It's not the same exact thing, but you know, world of women, like Gary pumps it. Like a lot of these other people are pumping that project as like the premier. This is a women led team it's all of the the characters are women and um i think there there's a lot of space for that uh within nfts that hasn't been um really captured yet so i think it's a pretty good take where this one i i mean i didn't buy into the art box today but partially because i i couldn't time wise but yeah i mean it was right there like you said Logan, if it makes you feel any better, I, I got a somewhat rare one on the on the art blocks drop. It had it had rain and I sold oh. it for I had it I sold it for two point seven four. Mainly because mainly because of my last experience with trusts. I was still holding that bag, you know, uh, couldn't sell it. It was very illiquid. And that was also a curated drop. So yeah, I sold it for two point seven four. The art, the the floor for one with rain right now is is nineteen. So if that makes you feel any better. What? Yeah. And I can't say that I wouldn't have sold mine at six. You know what I mean? Like if I had gotten oh, yeah. one at two, and so I would probably would have sold at six feeling great about it. And I would have been feeling great about it. But yeah. I mean, so, yeah, floor's what, 13 now? It's just like. Is it really? Oh, shit. <laughs> it might, yeah. yeah. It hit 15 at one point too, I, yeah. I saw. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's crazy. But, 
but to Logan's point, there's no way I don't think any of us on the screen, unless we had two to Babs's point, would have held past six, seven, eight. Almost. We would have said I I four no. X. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well yeah, people are collecting it. Cause cause you can yeah. do a set, right? Because there's like the four seasons or whatever. Yeah. So I think that also helped too, where people are trying to buy four at a time. So it it, it moves faster in that way. Yeah, and I, I even oh, mentioned in the chat when you see a guy like DC investor going in and and buying up, you know, on the secondary market right after a drop, I think that's a pretty good sign, you know, for those that follow him. He really only talks about like the I mean, he's an autoglyph whale, you know, he's got all these high end, you know, pieces. He really only he hates the profile pictures. He's all about just high end art. So when you see him jumping in and buying buying stuff like that, I think is a, a pretty good sign that it's going to, you know, it's going to be bullish long-term. That's good alpha. I had, I had no idea. That's good to help. Good to know. Uh, it's definitely a wallet to track because Adam to list. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. If, if I could just transition all my funds and I've done most of mine as far as holding out of PFPs into other, uh, that's where I want to go. It, it, and I think this is a decent transition, Logan, to you just owning us when we start talking art, because I'd love to get into art. I don't know anything about art historically. I know it looks good. I know it looks like it's cliche at this point, maybe, but I like clean aesthetic by and large. Um, but that means like minimalistic and simplistic. And then how do you make that good? I don't know. So um, where do you see NFT art going? What do you think is the next thing for NFT art while I get this stuff queued up? Uh, for us to go get sure. owned yeah. by looking at art. I mean, NFT art has got so many different ways to go about it, right? And like I studied art like philosophically through school. I mean, I'm a painting major, so I do everything painting. And like, it's tough for me to say because I'm a painter true and through, like just all the way. And generative art also just really captures me as well. And like generative art is like the combination of like, you know, a lot of science, a lot of math plus art. And it brings that like kind of like like left, right brain together. And that really captures a lot of people. It gets a lot more wide range audience. You don't get so many people going into museums saying, this is just a blue painting. If there's an algorithm behind it and there's a reason and a formula for it, people get that a lot quicker. And I think it's sticking um, in, in the crypto space, particularly, you know, and like, because there's always been value in art marketplaces. And like, if you look at just art history as like a whole for market and marketplaces, um, the billionaires and the millionaires have always collected art and always use that as a store of value. And it's the same thing. It's, you see almost the same kind of people and patterns going through these markets and picking and selecting things to hold on to and push up to the top. I mean, that's what museums are. That's what galleries are. They've always instit institutionally pumped what we call blue chip art, right? You look at like the armory shows happening in New York right now. That's where everyone gathers and buys pieces and they all agree on one or two, three, four artists. And, that becomes the next meta, you know, for the next 10, 20 years. And it's going to be the same thing in the NFT space where like the people that we're seeing building these communities and getting in with like collectors, because that's something I think is one of kind of those novel things in this space where like you see artists really talking and engaging and giving airdrops and providing community value to their collectors um, for the first time in history where it's not just like someone walks into a gallery and says, I can pump this and then buys the artwork on the wall and walks out with no relation to the artist. And so now we have a relationship with the artist. And I think the past you know, year, particularly, a lot of these artists are going to come out of the space growing the community. And I already see a shift 
um, in the one of one scene where like the artists are trying to start to build the value around the art that they've already minted and made um, and continue to build that kind of legacy and provenance. I mean, myself included, Orleans is going to be a gift that keeps on giving just like with 888, with all these different mint passes, everything. I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole plan. That's the goal is to just keep on building this community. That's why I wanted to stick away from like trying to pump my project as much as possible, just kind of like, and make like a, I could have made like a 5k, you know what I mean? I could have done like, I have, I have a really good friend who's a really solid developer. The contract that day minted out super smoothly. No one had any issues. Um, we could have done a 10k project. It would have been, who knows how it would have gone, but like, I want to keep my community growing at a scale that I can manage it at for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep bringing value that way. And if other artists continue to do that same kind of method, and there's a lot of people doing that, it's just like a golden ticket to just, you know, yeah. so many things. And it sounds like you want to have fun because yeah. it's fun to have this community. It's fun yeah. to talk about oilies. It's not fun to necessarily for you to talk about a 10K project and just get your money and then, oh, pizza party, et cetera, et cetera. That's really cool to hear for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Logan, I have kind of tying it back to generative art in general. Um, I think when I think of like generative art, ironically, I kind of just think of art blocks. And I think a lot of people are that way too, where it's like generative art is definitely more than just art blocks. Art blocks is a brand that, you know, brings in generative artists. So I think, I mean, obviously they're number one right now. I mean, I think they've probably got a grasp like OpenSea does uh, on the generative art market. At, at least that's the way I, that I see it. Where do you see that going? I mean, do you see, is it possible for someone else to come up and you know overthrow Artbox? Is that gonna be Gen Art? Is that gonna be 888? Or do they just have so you know such a big step ahead of everyone else right now in terms of the culture and the community? Cause that's, everything is Artbox right now when it comes yeah. to art collecting. So I just, it right now in my mind, it's hard to see anybody doing that, but who knows in the future, right? So. I mean, it, who knows in the future? Cause it's like, it's so hard to predict what's going to be next and what's going to come up. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know like art blocks was going to be as massive as it was, you know, until mm-hmm. like even three months ago, it'd be too early True. to say, you know, people weren't minting out factory then, you know? And so it's just, I wasn't minting out factory then and I could have probably done yeah. so at that time. Um, and yeah, I mean, generative artists are always going to be around and they're probably going to keep on getting their platform. Who knows if you follow Monica, you know, she did the fragments today she probably is going to continue doing her own one-of-one stuff. Just like, mm-hmm. uh, I always butcher the name, but uh, Chev, Chev Um It's just like, he does tons of cool. I don't know if it's, I don't know who it is, but they do tons of cool projects. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it all comes down to how they translate that community that they probably might start growing around the Artblocks platform mm-hmm. and bring it elsewhere. There's a lot of other cool generative artists that are doing OpenSea collections. They probably just don't have the smart contract um or they don't have like the right kind of network or outsource because i mean we're seeing it right now is like a lot of artists don't even know how to approach nfts in general there's a large mm-hmm. large learning curve and that's just going to continue being an issue forever so until then yeah art blocks is as king as possible you know what i mean like it just for sure the space <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was another art blocks artist i can't remember his name but he, he did do a project outside of OpenSea that was generative art the, the cypher which i think yeah that's thought, what i was right? thinking so, yeah um, I, I actually like when they go outside and do their own project outside of art blocks um even though you know less exposure than art blocks would bring you but i, I kind of like letting seeing them build their own community through like their own project rather than relying on art blocks right yeah i think we've seen 
some here in the last couple of weeks, we've seen more just random generative art pop up on OpenC2, yeah. kind of like Logan said, like Ian forms and and all that other stuff. So yeah, I think they're definitely trying, right? But it just seems like Artbox, like I said, has that like open C grasp on the market that yeah. Well then you have like the skull punks that is kind of the opposite where they were successful as one one of ones and then came out with this 10k project seemed to do things correctly like the art was pretty good and they had pre-sale and that basically flopped so i think you know we're gonna notice more often when they're majorly successful but um i think it's it's hard to tell if they're going to be able to transition from one to the other successfully i totally agree i and to transition to we love the art um, which the way I want to structure this, I think we'll go around the horn of us four idiots talking about the art, say what we describe, and then I would like Logan's opinion on the art and then just be ruthless about who was the dumbest uh, because that's what's going to make this entertaining for anybody is just telling us how much of idiots we are. But this first one is over here on Hen. Um, and I've actually tried to get into Hen. Um, I, if you remember... Uh, there was some generative artist over on art blocks and I forget who is Thomas Lynn Peterson. And he was doing, I was learning R for fantasy football stuff, which ties into uh, the discord. And he was doing generative art in R and it was posted on hen. And I would go click on his stuff. And I'd say, wow, this website looks bonkers. I'm going to close it. I don't know what to do. And if you can get over to hen thing, art is cheap. Art is, uh, prolific it is there is so much over there but it is incredibly hard to sort out so this uh being thursday on hen really excites me and it just me as far as looking at it um and so i'll go first as far as my brief assessment uh i'm not going to try to be like art critic but i genuinely like it i like dark art um so i'm glad actually for the oily i got like the devilish one um Ooh. i like metal music uh in general so that aesthetic appeals to me if you meet me, I'm generally generally a nice person. So it's kind of interesting that people are like you like like angry music, people screaming at you. Yes, I do. So this does appeal to me as far as the the dark kind of vibe that I get. And I do like the motion because I looked at some other stuff that they were doing and there wasn't much motion. So that's my brief art spiel on Purple Guy. Uh, Lou, what do you have on Purple Guy? You I've like never seen this before, but um, yes, I've heard about Hen. Uh, I never really dove into it before is it similar to like a, a tezos if you went on and um we're trying to buy i don't know yeah it uses tezos as the, the it point. is this the tezos one okay yeah um the way that solana's marketplace issues have been recently i could see tezos taking um kind of passing them potentially if tezos is more successful but um yeah i mean i like this kind of art where it's it's not the same as everything else that you see and it has motion. And I think, uh, art with motion tends to get, uh, more people interested than still art at this point. Um, it's got some features similar to say human traits. It's more like devilish. So yeah, this, this art appeals to me. Babs. Can I be honest? It, it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> It does nothing for me. Like no, lie to us. Yeah, like, like honestly, someone, someone like the fragment today. I actually legitimately liked that art. That was probably the first 
our block other than geometry runners that I actually liked the look of. Um, and, and, but this one, like, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, like, it just doesn't do anything for me, um, to be honest. I, I, I like the, I like art that looks like art, I guess. If I was, like, something that I could hang in my, in my house, right? Like, and I would not hang this in my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I, 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 I did, I'm, I redeemed myself and I bought an oilies while we were on stream. So I hope. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, let's go. Let's That's go. Sick. All right. Is it mine? Yeah. Well, with, uh, it wasn't it's, mine. No, it was. Uh, oh, nice score. That one, that one was looking free. I like that one. It's a good one. So, so th- <laughs> thanks, Logan. <laughs> bad stuff, bad. Is- yeah, that, that's my no. favorite moment we've had on the show so far. That's so funny. That's awesome. That is I was, so I was scouring the collection while we were talking. Dang, I knew Dang you were going off on a tangent, so I had time to buy. <laughs> yes. Sympathy right. purchase. Oh, <laughs> and I sold one of those Borcasso. What? How do we call those Borcassos? While we were talking to you, so I was like, I'm going to buy an Oilies because I like those more than those. So it all worked out. I think it's fair. Uh, Trey, what are your thoughts on this art? I'm with Babs actually. Um, I'm not a, this just isn't, I can see why other people like it, but not my style really. Um, whoever posted that artist earlier who's in the Discord, MBSJQ, I know that um, Pete is, Pete Jennings is really into him and bought one of his one of one pieces back early, early on when we were doing Top Shot stuff. I really vibe with that guy's art, his one of one. Um, like the astronauts and like kind of the, you know, space theme with the different like neon colors and stuff. I think that stuff is really, really cool. This stuff, not, I mean, I don't mind this, the the stuff that you have on the screen, but his one of one stuff, if you guys haven't seen it is really, really cool in my opinion. Um, and I actually really wanted one back when, back when Pete bought one, but I did, I of course had no, I had no liquidity back oh, then. So the I'll have to go those have to be super high now too yeah i uh i know that pete bought his for what seems like an obscene amount of money back then and it went up like crazy so yeah his stuff is really cool yeah i actually really like these 27 yeah Yeah, like that is i I want to say pete was buying like 12 to 15 eth or so yeah well he's also not going to sell like it's it's the connection artist logan was talking about before too because he's like we connected over having a daughter and like yeah I, I bought art because of a connection to the artist as well. And I, so I, I get that. Um, and it's, it, that's where I kind of go back to the bab side of things, which is very ruthless, which is I have, I, I don't have the cushion yet financially to not paper hand this stuff. So I want to give, have the actual stuff for my kids, which it's hard. It's hard because it's up to mine. Yeah. Right? Like I want this because it's meaningful, but I also want to sell it because I want money to help my kids for the future. It's really weird. Part of my problems too, like I don't have an art background like Logan. So like to buy a one of one for a lot of money, you have to be pretty confident in, you know, the fact that it's value will hold up or you really like it. Right. So if, if you like it enough that you're comfortable holding that bag, that's fine. But also you don't want a 10, like say a 10 ETH investment to turn into zero the next day. Right. So like Logan has a better eye for this stuff than like someone like I would. Right. Which makes a big difference. Perfect transition, Babs. Logan, what's your take on, I can't even pronounce it. Uh, this I believe one. I believe it's Luke Cray. I actually haven't had the chance to talk to them. Um, they're just cool. They actually are really cool. They came up on hand. Uh, they've been doing some rareable drops. I think the floor on rareables like two ETH now. 
Um, and their, their work's kind of like, it, it's X-Copy-esque. I don't want to say that in a way that's like saying he's like ripping off X-Copy. But I haven't seen a lot of people do the high jitter like animation stuff. And I think animation art, especially when it's GIFs, has a lot of room to grow. Um, I'm not going to say that like Babs take is bad because it's subjective. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, buying one of one art is going to be always like preference of the holder, preference of the buyer. Um, I think I think this guy has so much room to grow as an artist. Um, I think he's doing some crazy collabs and stuff like that, too. So definitely worth checking out. I mean, I haven't full dived into the artist myself. I just remember just being like someone asked me, like, what's a cool artist on on uh, uh, Twitter right now? I think this guy's definitely one of those. Yeah, I followed them. I'm interested in him. I will be looking out on Thursday uh, for the drop. All right, let's go over here, taking a left turn on Art World. Uh, this is Q by Soul DeWitt from uh, 1994. Um, this I don't really like this kind of art. Uh, personally, it doesn't vibe to me. Um, this is going to be the most offensive thing I probably say, but it doesn't look... I, I could never do this. We'll start there. I don't see the skill in this per se it looks like they're drawing a cube with separate colors and i know that's terrible to say but that's just my personal take on it that could be just ripped lou what do you have on cube yeah i mean it and to further that point is i i feel like some of the lines aren't even that straight okay, but <laughs> right there's that just an optical illusion it might be the illusion be, right? yeah I, it might be the know. illusion but yeah they, these are the types of pieces that i um generally avoid i don't even buy with the intent to flip because i just don't have much conviction on them um like you said like the style of them so you know this isn't a fidenza the fidenzas i think look way cooler the those like style of them and with the spirals and and that sort of thing but um yeah i'm not i'm not a big fan of this van ham that's the artist name is it or solo Solo it. I love how uh, Logan, that just rolled off your tongue because you've said solo it thousands of times in your life discussing art, and we're just like, nah, definitely. No thanks. Uh, Babs, what's your take? So, like, isn't this the whole Hearst argument? Like, Hearst is just a bunch of colorful dots on a on a painting canvas, right? Like, it, I don't it's get the lowest, that one either. It's the lowest effort, you know, <laughs> art that you know. 10,000 of them are generated. They all kind of look the same, right? Where, but to be honest, like this vibes with me more than, than the last one. I, like I would hang this on my wall. I like the look of it. It's more my style. Um, you know, like art, art to me is like, it's subjective as Logan said. And, and this one I'd prefer over the last one. So as weird as that would be. And, and same with the Hearst, right? Like, even though it's like, yeah, I make fun of it for being low effort. I would hang that on my wall, right? Like it, art's, partially is a flex almost right as, mm -hmm. as much as people don't want to admit it um that's part of what art is is you want your friends to come over and you want to talk about it right like i don't do that i hardly have any art in my house but if i was that's what i would do so yeah i, I just found a bit so there's a rumor <laughs> that we're going to have um uh, a discord soon that will have a token that is required for access and part of that we're going to have a roadmap a la nfts and so somewhere on the roadmap, I think we should get Babs making 10,000 dot arts on that roadmap because he said it's low effort. So I want to see how low effort 10,000 of them is. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Trey. Just have my, my uh, kids help me out, right? <laughs> Trey, what do you, what's your take? Oddly enough, I, I, I kind of agree with Babs here. I don't necessarily... 
you know, I don't look at this and go, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. But to Babs's point, yeah, that's like, it's something that I would hang up on my wall, right? Or it, it looks cool. But I think the argument against that is we're, you know, as as NFTs become more prominent, we're moving more from hang it on your wall to hang it. I mean, I don't even think we know the possibilities of how we're going to display our our art in the future, whether it's on our social media profiles or whether it's in the central land at a virtual gallery, you know, and that's where some of that X copy or, or LeCruz, whatever his name is, that stuff's probably going to look a lot cooler in, in the metaverse per se than, you know, than this is. So I think it's just, it, it really is a style thing. Um, I really, I think my favorite piece that I ever actually owned was the Rina, my Rina, I might even be butchering this, the art block playground Rina Sista, Rina Skitta. I loved mine. Like I almost yeah. even got a print of it. I still might because I just liked it. It was, it got up to be where the, the floor was too much. I might even be able to buy it back now with the floor floors coming down. So I might, yeah, I might be buying back into to those now that I think about it because I actually really, really liked that stuff. And it was the first art that I was kind of like, wow, I actually think it's dope. I think it's a good idea. All right, Logan, educate us. What's the significance of soul? Robbie already started it. <clears throat> soul in general, impact cannot be overstated. Responsible for a lot, lot, lot of contemporary minimalism. Uh, help us, please. I mean, the reason why I threw solo in here, honestly, is isn't probably the best piece to have selected. I kind of did like the hand-drawn aspect of it or hand-painted. It's gouache. It's like watercolor. But, you know, solo wit is like the beginning of generative art and like what generative art can be, you know, in art history. So like it's just, you know, formed around a whole movement of like repetition and pattern and like making mm -hmm. pieces that can be replicated by anybody. Um, so you'll see them in museums and stuff and like they just have soloists. A lot of those pieces are just like instructions on how to install. Um, so just like a certain number of lines over a certain number of lines over a certain number of lines creates this image. And I mean, I'm not going to go totally into our history mode here, but like soloist, I think it's just funny because this is like Fidenza's original you know what i mean like the father of fidenza and the concept i mean Ty tyler hobbs talks nice. about it right um and it's so it's just it's just funny because it's just like same thing with hearst the dots this could probably be replicated pretty quick but solo wit as an artist himself is a lot more meaningful for the generation that came after so this is just more like a knowing your forefathers type kind of thing mm -hmm. you know Yep. And I was looking point. at some that's of like, his other stuff and it looks, I, I personally like the other one. So I, I feel like maybe it's just this specific piece, but um, there's one that is like a whole wall and there's um, yeah, all the colors. It's like a oh, yeah, of the rainbow. Cool. And like, I, you know, I, I like a lot of these other pieces that he has. Is this that specific one? I just personally don't like. I picked it pretty I, fast. I didn't. I didn't go in and like select the fucking. The no, but grail. I'm sure it's worth <laughs> a lot of money. Like I'm sure a lot of people do like that piece. But that that's a really cool concept, though. Knowing the history of the art of like the point yeah. was that it's easy to replicate. Like that's the idea. Uh, and so now I understand a little more. I, I still wouldn't necessarily hang it on my wall because I don't find it visually appealing. But um, I'm an idiot. So let's continue the idiot train. Um, Lorona. Uh, I, 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 the have boy, to know these, right? I like I the boys. I don't. You don't know this? How don't you know nope. this? Andy had nope. this picture as his profile picture for weeks. Outgasm one, right? Yeah, th okay. this one is worth a lot too. The boys, I like okay. these. 
they're oh, I don't know these. I mean, they're a little different the style to them, but um, I don't know. I I, I just kind of like how it's. You know, it, it has the the human features to it, but it's also simple. And it, there's a lot of different ones that you can get. You can have different colors um, that maybe speak to you versus <clears throat> others. But I mean, this one even has like shadows in there. I I just think they're kind of cool. To its credit, I don't know if it's computer generated or if it's actually like sculpted. I have no idea by just this image. I have no idea. Wow, uh, Babs, what's your take on the boys? I, I feel like everyone already knows my take. I don't know. Like, <laughs> and I have the exact opposite <laughs> takes on art. I, like, I'm pretty sure the kid and I made this this morning with our rocks and painting colors, right? Like, I, I don't know. It's just not for me. Uh, I, I get why people like this stuff. Um, it's just, like, anytime something looks like this or is, is that kind of, you know, like, style, all I think is me and my son sitting around our, his kid table making it together right like I, I get why people like it it's just not my style so you think it's too simple yeah basically yeah. basically babs too just, simple babs's problem is he he dumbs everything down you know it's uh, oh my kid could have made this oh why go to a concert why go to a, why do a, why go to a concert when it's just some guy blabbering words out of his mouth i could do that at home or something <laughs> basically yeah. come on like, enjoy yourself a little bit no but like, i don't i don't like I, and I get why art's subjective and I get why people yeah. would like this. It's just not for me. Right. Like I would like how much, what's, how, what would one of these costs? Like, right. Like I would not spend that because I do not like it enough. Right. So, you know, I, I get why art subjective it's, it's, you know, what do you value things at? And like, does it, does it give you like, does it give you any feelings? Right. Like I get no feelings from this. Right. So that's just my, my take. You guys can hate me if you want. We don't, we don't hate you Babs. That's why, not why we're doing this. <laughs> Uh, Trey, what is your, what are your thoughts on the boys? Yeah, this one doesn't really do much for me either. I mean, it's, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I feel like older, I'm following in Babs's, I know I'm giving Babs shit here, but no, I, it, this one, look, if I'm scrolling through art, this, and you know, I already talked about Renaskita or whatever, you know, if I scrolled past that, I'm going to stop and look at it and think it's cool. If I scroll past this, unless I know that the, the artist style or that there's, you know, deeper meaning behind it, then I'm, you know, probably not gonna, you know, open up the wallet for it. All right, Logan. Well, Help I us. mean, if you haven't seen Larone's work, like in the space, I feel like you don't follow a lot of the bigger influencers, uh, mm -hmm. like Crypto 888, like 888 was rocking it for probably three or four months. And yeah. Andy's got it. Uh, like Ido has it, I think still. Um, and so it's just like one of those things where it's like, it's kind of just collected by like the grail collectors. Um, she's a phenomenal artist and just minimalist style. I feel like she inspired a lot and like myself included, to be honest, is like she inspired a lot of people to start moving into the PFP one of one art route. I think um, the boy was like the first one in like, march to pop up and really like take fire and then i ended up like in a lot of those collectors buying into like my work other people's works um which is crazy i mean like ave ave um like the DeFi protocol bought like five of these off the rip um and they're still hodling them all and there hasn't been much of a secondary market for them because everyone's hodling them you know what i mean there's no one really selling them they were all purchased at like 28th in march and everyone's holding and like some have sold for i think maybe upwards 80 90 like on secondary but like nothing crazy not enough volume for it to really be like 
interesting for everyone mm-hmm. else. Um, there's like some collections that are like ERC 115s or 155. Yeah. But, um, you know, they, like, they're just not super easy to get a hold of, which I think is why people like them. But they also have this like very minimalistic style. And some of them are really, really complex. There's some in there that just look so insane. I chose one of the more simple ones because it looks like super real. Um, but I mean, she did a Dead Fellow, Dead Fellows collab today, and I think it ended up selling at 28th at auction on Rarible. So still keep the momentum going for sure through like the whole time that she's been making these pieces. So and I, I think that's where the artist is just as much a part of the art as what they've created, right? I mean, that's so like, I didn't know who Lorona was or whatever, but I also wasn't into, I wasn't super into NFTs and art back in March. So I'm not surprised that I missed that. I was still kind of on the the top shot wagon at that point and didn't really transition to NFTs or even art until probably April. So yeah, I'm not surprised I missed that, but, uh, but yeah. Just another one of those like origin stories, you know, it's just like kind of mm-hmm. good to know for, I mean, if you're going to continue trading art, you know, market predictability of what people are going to be interested yep. in. This is one of those things to look at as just a leader in the space for one yep. of ones at least. Yeah. And see, I, and I, I never would have known that without yeah. you telling me. And I'm pretty similar to Trey. Like I, I'm actually really enjoying this Logan cause you know, I'm, I'm more recent into the art game. Like I'd say Trey and I were more into the, you know, trying to make money and flip PFPs for the longest time. <laughs> And more like over probably the last, you know, Trey, I'm putting words in your mouth too, but last like six weeks or something, we've been trying to more transition into that art side because it, I actually find it more of an interesting buy and I would actually hold some of that stuff where the yes. PSPs, I do think, you know, 90, 95% of them will be worth zero at one point. Um, but the art game is actually way more interesting to me. So, you know, thanks for doing this because I'm actually finding it super interesting. Sure, I, yeah. think, I think that's an underlooked aspect right there. Like, I came into NFTs straight up. I mean, my philosophy from the very beginning, I was very open about it, was get in, get out, you know, as quick as I can. My goal was 32 ETH. Get the 32 ETH by any means necessary. And whether that was through DeFi or flipping NFTs or DCAing in, that's that was my main goal. And I wasn't going to, you know, let some art project stop that, right? Like, so, but admittedly, like, I never would have pegged myself as an art person, hated art class, always been a math science, you know, just spreadsheet guy. I would call myself, you know, I actually enjoy art now, which I never would have heard myself saying, you know, a year ago. Um, So I think NFTs are definitely bringing in people that otherwise wouldn't have been interested in art and are kind of exposing them to that space. Um, And I think that's pretty cool. It's the power of NFTs for sure. It is. Like also, yep. NFTs is like coming down to a lot of it recently for me. I've taken some of my most successful trades because I'm trading culture. I'm not trading like mm-hmm. what statistically is doing or primed to yes. do the best or be predictably the best because there's no predictability in the space. You know, t- yeah. 10K PFP projects are in and out here and there. And like, if you know what's going to happen, um, just as a bit of a teaser for this artist, he's a friend of mine. Liquid's awesome. We came up in the space together, but like, this whole crew of people that we're kind of talking about right now, Lorona, Liquid, Savage Dogs, which is Savage Droids drop that came, all those people are starting to grow in the space, you know? And like, you look at like someone like Missing Watcher. I missed the drop for that. I was offline that day, but like the black boxes, no, who who would have known? But if you had been following Missing Watcher since March, you would have known. And like Missing Frontiers, like has this insane high like rendering 
promise, which we'll see how that goes. But it looks sick. Um, so, yeah. All right, let's do liquid density. Um, I This speaks to me more than the other art. <clears throat> oh, that's um, cool. See, I love that. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, I think that's sweet. Uh, and I think... Ooh. That's it's weird. Too. Like this is, uh, this might date me, but this gives me like deviant art vibes back from when I was like in middle school and high school, like just looking for like cool uh, desktop wallpapers. Uh, and I don't mean to minimize mm -hmm. it, but that's just what I'm looking at as far as like, how would you make this? It's an other world that we're experiencing through uh, the computer screen because I, sure, you could make a sphere float like this through magnets or whatever. How do they even work? Uh, to get that reference, let me know in the chat. Uh, but I really enjoy this kind of concept of it's otherworldly, but it's still based in generally our physics. So, yeah, I, I like these and I actually like the minimalist ones the most. So it might be this cube that I draw to uh, the most personally. Uh, Lou, what's your take? I like that. Uh, that second one, the one with color a little more. Yeah. Yeah. This one. This one I like a lot. Um, part of it has to do with the shadow. Um, I like that shadow effect to it but i'm it's funny because whenever i've i've done art in the past it's been like um pencil and and stencil art so it's weird that like when i see other art i prefer color um but yeah this one it, it's got a little like fire feel to it the style to it so yeah i like this one a lot babs Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I actually like really like these ones. Um, not even like out of all, all the ones we looked at, like these are easily the most appealing to me. Like it, it's more of a style, like the instant I saw it, I liked it. Um, especially the white ones, the two white ones I really like. Um, yeah, yeah like I, I could see myself, you know, it, I would put that in my house, right? Like, again, it goes back <laughs> to like, what would I like to look at every day? And I, those are the things that like those appeal to me. So, uh, Trey, What's your stance? I like, I really like the colorful ones. Um, I, I pointed that out right away. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah. The other I, the other ones are fine too, but I definitely just vibe more with the colorful. I, I even talked about it with the, the other guys, the other artists, right? Kind of that neon, you know, dark space, darker space vibe is just really cool to me. Uh, so... Uh, Logan, please again help us because we we like this art more. But we've said I don't like color, and we've said I like color. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, what Li Liquid is just a cool guy. He makes really cool work, and like it's like so, like somewhat like from a proc design base and background, but also like from a very fine art perspective. And I mean, the work he's doing now and moving forward with has always been super like built around building community. I think his. Discord actually formed a DAO um, that collected a bunch of his work, which is super just insane oh, that there was sweet. people that passionate about the work itself. And just one of those other people that like could have probably gone the 10K route. Um, and not to say that like Savage Dogs with Savage Droids was the wrong move. I think that project actually has a lot of space to grow, but like um, he's growing organically, growing super slowly, not slowly, he's growing quite fast. But um, yeah, I mean, the work is just cool. I just wanted to highlight it. You know, uh, <laughs> I was told to pull on, like, just pull through some artists, and I was just like, this came to mind right away. So it's cool you guys dig it. Yeah. I, the, the prompt for Logan was, hey, um, we're dumb and show us some art. So there we go. <laughs> that's, that's as much guidance I gave Logan. Yeah. Um, this also gives me Crystal's vibe. 
vibes from things. I know it's more of a closer to 10K project, um, but that's kind of what I'm thinking about with a 3D modeling sort of idea, which Josh also touched on in the chat of 3D modeling is back uh, lacking to him because it does marry in my head. Akira. Least, marries, uh, Akira is going to be huge. That's the, oh, like Akira. the Akira drop is going to be like that. And Mechaverse probably has that like 3D idea. Both of those are going to be nuts. Yeah. Nuts. The fact that people are buying the um, whitelist for like over 6.7 ETH to buy three of them is bonkers. Uh, I can't believe it. Um, I mean, okay. Start picking up those artifact pieces, right? I mean, if you want to get in on that early, early buy. Yeah, I've been trying, I've been waiting for them to fall, even in uh, crypto or NFT fall and winter. I've been hoping they will, but I don't know. I really don't know. I'm hoping for something in the mid fives and then I would buy it. But this is for what? Did I miss that? Um, If you buy one of these artifacts, you can get three Akira mints. um, Oh, okay. You can also get the meta key number two and you get one uh, Akira. Which I think that's around like 4.7, 4.8 on the meta key one now. Yeah. For the meta key, yeah. Correct. But for me, the artifact stuff, that's how I came to artifact to learn about artifact a little bit. So I don't know what the floor would be like after this uh, utility is gone. Um, Meta key seems to would seem to retain some at least. Um, I think I have like a filter on or something's weird on my screen, but it's a little grayed out for this, which is the unleashing the child within. Um, This one appeals to me more. Again, it's my like darker side. This is one that I don't think my wife would let me put up, maybe in my office where no one else could see it uh, because it's just a darker, like more menacing vibe in general uh, for the art. So, yeah, I think this is one of my favorite. I really like that so far. Yeah, I don't. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm not usually big on the dark, I guess, whatever. But I think I really I think that's cool. That's a really cool one. Uh, What do you have, Lou? This is similar to that. Skullpunk baby that I have that is the uh, that has the fire around its head and that one I actually was least trying to to sell before that drop because um, I did actually like how it looked and you know this has the fire to it um, I don't know if it's because of the the faded version but um, it does look a little blurry I don't know if that's the style to it or not but. Yeah, I could see this being something that um, a lot of people have interest in. Uh, Babs? Yeah, I actually like this too. It's, you know, even though, like, the like as Trey said, the dark's not really my style either. Like, I, I'm not super into that kind of, like, you know, dark kind of goth feel. Um, but I actually like this art. It, it It's very subtle and, and not too overpowering. So, like, yeah. I, I, I would hang this on, I'd hang this on my wall too. Cool. We should just do a we should just do a bit or a, a segment. Would Babs hang this on his wall? Exactly. That, there <laughs> we go. That's, that's what it is. But but the like end it. of the day, like that's how I feel towards art. Is like, would I want to look at this every day? And like, it might be on my in my OpenSea account, but same kind of thought process goes between like, do I want to hang it on my wall? Right? Like, do I want to keep looking at this over time for a year? Right? Like, would I get tired of this? Like, that's all art is to me. Logan, Logan's that's a good point. That's Logan fair. No, no, he's, I think, the, he's the expert. I think that's honestly probably 
like you would not maybe think this right away, but I think the whole concept of it is like what I hang us on my wall is actually probably the best metric of judgment for liking a piece of art. I mean, there's no other way to go about it. It's like when I make work myself, um, I look at it on the wall and I said, will I, like, could I hang this in front of myself for the rest of my life and not like want to like die? And that's how I just, that's how I kind of establish if a piece is done or not. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I, I don't really know when something's done. This artist, Robert Nava, is someone who makes work and doesn't really know when his work is done either. Um, he's a really big inspiration to me coming up in the art scene, more like much more blue chip uh, gallery scene in New York City. Um, has some work in like at the Armory right now. Uh, makes his work super, super fast, like very like gestural, inspired by all these different kind of creatures and stuff. Um, sounds kind of familiar to Oilies in, in a way. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, do you want to look at this for the rest of your life? Yes, no. And it, that's why NFTs are cool, because if you don't want to look at it for the rest of your life, you can just oh, dump it. You know what I mean? You can sell it on the secondary if it's not a liquid. Um, but yeah, well, just another one of these like real, not real world artists, but like another one of these like more traditional style, old world brick and mortar artists that I really, really enjoy. Um, it like edges yeah. abstract. It also edges like you can kind of see what it is. It's funky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is really cool. Logan, coming from, because I, you didn't just come, you obviously said that you went to college or for, for art. So you have been in the art scene even prior to NFTs, right? So how many, I mean, how many artists from the, from that space, from the traditional art space are actually kind of making that transition over like is it None. this big monumental shift that you're seeing or is it mostly just like you've got this small little corner of artists that are kind of just hanging out doing their own thing on you know in the metaverse here and everyone else is still just kind of oblivious to it maybe oh. hearst has changed that a little bit hearst i don't know how that changed that a little bit but hearst is only hearst you know what i mean hearst has always yeah. been like this like very kind of like i don't want to say avant-garde but just going going into things with like a lot of just gusto and has the funds and capital to do so always has yeah. um so like risk taking for him is not really like a thing because he can just do whatever he wants and like say he, he's always had like a fuck it all mentality you know what i mean yeah. so wasn't a risk for him wasn't a risk for his collectors whereas like a lot of people that are already established in the contemporary art scene brick and mortar style have to weigh the factor that if they mint work they have to consider the provenance of all their other work and like it's no longer theoretically as valid because it doesn't have that contract backing it. Um, mm -hmm. And the work itself is fungible, <laughs> which is like, you know, yeah. so I've, when I first joined the NFT space, I tried reaching out to a lot of the artists that were also like already established in the city, particularly um, that I could probably like connect with and like asking them like what their kind of whole take on NFTs were and like how they're going about it. They mm -hmm. already have a lot of collectors in the physical world. And they just kind of all sat on the edge with it. And Super Rare was able to take on some some pretty big names at one point, uh, Nifty Gateway as well. But you haven't seen them drop a drop since like that kind of a whole hype period in March. And I'm surprised even because people that like I went to school with were really centered on like net art and like internet art. And even them, they haven't like joined into the whole. Which is crazy. Which yeah. is just, which is just it's yeah. it, it is mind blowing. Like I don't, I guess I don't really understand that. And I guess I didn't really think about what you said. Traditional art, you know, these artists have to protect the provenance of their, you know, current collectors. And NFTs are still very controversial when it comes to 
right click save as like i bet a lot of those collectors would be like what the heck dude you just made a piece of art that can be replicated you know tenfold online so yep. a lot of people maybe wouldn't take kindly to that so i think it's just you you know more about this than i do but it probably just is going to take time I mean, it's also one of those things where it's like we're early and like all yeah. the artists that are making one of one art right now are also extremely early and like they're all going to grow. And a lot of us are super, super young. I mean, there's kids that I mean, look at Felocious, right? Is like, yeah, four years younger than me. Holy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> there's so much room to grow. There's so much room to grow over the next 80 years. Like it's exciting. It's insane. You mentioning that, Logan, um, that I'm going to chew on that for a while. You saying like, oh, them making an NFT ruins the provenance of their other artwork in the physical world. That's going <laughs> to, that, that's messing with my head, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, there's a lot of backlash in it. And like a lot of, of contemporary art programs, like the one I was in, don't want to teach NFTs because they are also hugging on to this idea of sustainability. And like, they like this whole, there's like, you know, it's very progressive and progressive is not bad but it's also just, it holds people back sometimes from, from exploring new ideas as well. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, Logan, let's get you out of here on this. Cool. Uh, we got Hilma F. Clint. Um, this, let me zoom out because I'm zoomed in. All right, here we go. I'll zoom in one more click. Zoom radio TV. It's amazing. Um, my initial take on this is this is more my speed. There is enough going on uh, for me to be visual, find it visually appealing. My eye can rest in certain spots, um, which I also like, and it's colorful and it's bright. So I do enjoy that. It's kind of weird that I like like dark art and I also like colorful stuff. You'll see the stupid Bob Dylan-ish thing over here. It's just a colorful beard. It's a super cheap poster, but I've had it for like over a decade. So I love that thing. Um, but it reminds me of this and that there's a bunch of colors flying around and different shapes to keep my eye um, interested. Lou, art takes. I, I kind of think the opposite. I think there's a lot going on in here. I'm That's what interested. I'm I, I like this in, a lot. Yeah, I'm interested in what the um, Roman numerals mean. Like, what's the one, two, and three? Is it is it deeper than just the three circles that are intersecting with each other? But then there's some of the lines are dotted. Other lines are are not dotted and um i like the petals on the side it's definitely it it's more unique than a lot of other things that you know we we look at generally especially in the nft space but um yeah i like it based on the idea that it, it's not something that we really see all the time and it seems like there's meaning behind it Babs? yeah like this is kind of up my speed like this is in my lane like i really like this art it kind of made me bring to this point where like, I wish more of this stuff was in open sea collections. Like I find, I find the popular NFT artists right now, like aren't really my style where like, if this was released as one of ones and you know, you could go buy them, like this would be something that maybe I would buy and actually hold long-term. Right. Like, some of the, like no offense to anyone, but like some of the NFT artists that are popular, like, like the mines collection, the GIS collection, they're not really like my style, I would say, where like this I actually like and I would, again, hang it on my wall. Trey? Yeah, I think this is sweet. Um, I don't like the big, I, I honestly, ironically, I don't like like the big yellow thing. I think it takes up too much space, like right in the middle. But 
I would probably love this artist's other works and this style uh, in general is really cool and I like it. So yeah, I'm a fan. Frankie with so the crazy. This you guys, looks like uh, my grandma's kitchen. that's not fun to me. That's like a compliment, right? Like your yeah. grandma's great taste, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your, your guys' opinions have already changed so much from the way you're like breaking down the artwork. I feel like just in the, like the last like 15 minutes we've been talking about art, it's crazy. Yeah, um, it, I mean, yeah, Hilma cool. Offclint is just iconic. Uh, she didn't let her work be seen for like, I think like 60 years or something like that. They're all made like super, super, not super long ago. I think like I had, I'm going to miss the date, but, like 1940s or something. And she's a Swedish artist, had all the work like made as like through a patronage um and then had a huge huge retrospective that went all over the world i caught i got to see it in person um at the guggenheim in new york and i mean i just gotta say if there's ever an art blocks that looks like this ape the living shit out of it it's gonna be so so popular um the the numerals the number the numbers in there the, um roman numerals i believe they're like astrology stuff she was super like into like the body and the space and mind and all these things it's a whole it's a whole thesis she had but um yeah i mean i just think it's like one of those works you could probably just look at her whole retrospective of art forever and just like i have her book and it's just like so cool to page through it um but if you ever see an artist that's making work close to it or inspired oh, yeah, that by stuff it is so cool See, like this blows my mind. Like, yeah, how, that's, like that's how amazing. huge that is standing yeah. in front of it. That I get the experience of seeing that art in person. Um, mm -hmm. And then that takes me to NFTs and what would it look like to have a big enough screen? Because in my head, I'm like, oh, we get a little Amazon show. We get the screen like this. And then I put my fuck crystal on that thing. And then we're in business, baby. But no, you need you need size uh, for a lot yeah. of these pieces, I think. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> That's VR? what we're gonna see. It's, it's, it's VR hard. goggles, like yeah. in a virtual. That's how you would. That's probably the only way that you could see see it in that size virtually, is if you oh had like you went to a virtual gallery with some Oculus goggles on. Even even just some of those displays with like those big like eighty inch TVs, right? Like it makes it look quite different. Yeah, I find right, like it's pretty cool when you see NFTs displayed that way. Or even like the on cyber app that like virtual gallery i think van doe has that gallery with all the fidenzas in it and the uh whole art blocks collection that he has or and it's just i mean you can go in there you can get a sense of like the scale is like if a fidenza was on a wall that size it would be way way different to like picture it yeah you know? right yeah. you mean you're telling me it's different on OpenSea than it is in a virtual gallery <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I think oh, so. wow, that's crazy all right, Logan. So thank you so much for taking us on a, an art tour, taking us to school. Um, what we've talked a little bit generative art. We've talked a little bit about historical art. What do you see is next? That's the common question. We always want what's next. Uh, we're not really looking for alpha, but like what uh, area of art on NFTs do you see um, as underexplored so far? It's those small communities. You know, uh, I think it's really cool to have you guys kind of on board with the Oilies, um, but there's a lot of communities like myself that are building these one-of-one -one collections and they're going to keep on building for years to come. And they're going to keep on rewarding like the holders that are, have been invested early on. I've been rewarding my holders that have been buying my work since March. Um, they have skulls, they got oilies, the whole airdrop concept. It's, it's amazing. And the people, the artists that are going to be able to leverage that, 
it takes a lot more time, but I think it also provides a ton of value. There's going to be a lot of people that come up and you're going to see, I mean, look at ghosts, right? I think the whole ghosts concept is as, as a collection is like, if you got in early on that and like now the way that um, I think it's Yang has been doing it since then is we've been rewarding the community so much. And like, there's going to be people that are going to be following that kind of concept for a while. Local machines community too. She's super cool with like GAN artwork, generative like virtual networks. Those are going to be super cool to see. But yeah, it's, it's the small communities. For me, that's where I'm going to find probably the most like thousand X's. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to it's hard to hodl something that you spend two ETH on. It's a lot easier to hodl something you spend 0.1 ETH on because there's a lot, you know, lower risk to investment. And if you liquidate it, you don't get much back. You can't go buy like the next big drop with 0.1. But two ETH is, you know, you get tempted to sell at three or four or five or six. Whereas 0.1, you can, you know, forget about it and then you look back at it and it's worth 10 ETH and you're like, wow, okay, cool. Um, well, what other communities can I get into that have that opportunity? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I also think that's kind of like the the we, WAGMI, the we are going to make it mentality yeah. because yep. once I've made it, once I have that money, which I basically do now, thankfully, of where I feel comfortable, then I feel like I am ready to hodl stuff. Um, and it's okay versus trying to flip. And like I mentioned, just, I, I'm not, no joke, like doing it for the kids, trying to get that money to get that, that safety net out and ready to go. Do, um, do you have any, do you have any advice, Logan, on how you'd want to find those communities? Like one thing I have a hard time with for art is, is, you know, finding people's Twitter accounts. Like, how do I follow it? How do I know when they're releasing those projects? Like, I always feel like I see them on OpenSea after they're gone already. Right. Like, do you have any advice for, you know, some of some of like guys like us that are like would be interested in buying some of that stuff, uh, but can't find it till it's too late, right? It's it's tough. I mean, I, I got to say, and I don't want to put myself on like a, any kind of like high horse, but you got to find people like me um, that like want to kind of do the both both ways and like trying to like build relationships with like people like you who are trying to go for like the collective aspect, but then also like that are also trying to reinvest into people that are actually building in the space in the community. So it's it's one of those like kind of symbiotic things where like you find someone on Twitter, they vi- you vibe with them for a bit and you hopefully stick with them, you know? And I don't really know how to find, you know what I mean? Like if, if I had the secret to that, I would have found all the best artists in the space already. And like, I work pretty hard every day to find the best artists in the space. So. Yeah. Well, even like, even yeah. like for you, for if, like, if we didn't, if you didn't come into our discord, like I would have never heard of oilies, right? Like, yeah. like just little things like that. Like that's, I guess that's how you run into it. Right. Exactly. And you got to hope that the artist is doing as much outreach as, as possible as well. And I think that's a really good sign for artists, too. If the artist is doing outreach and marketing in the right ways and trying to get invested in other communities and not just their own. Um, I've seen like, you know, a lot of artists become too tunnel visioned on just their own community and like providing value to that, not trying to branch out too much. And you got to be able to branch out. And, you know, for every one discord that I found that I like, like like with with uh, Club GM- and GMI, it's like, I try to find five other discords, you know what I mean? And this one's the one that's stuck, you know what I mean? For, for, for now. And hopefully I can find some more that would be awesome. And I can put you guys onto that and the cycle continues, you know? So. Yeah. Logan, I heard for now, is that a threat? Like we have to stay cool. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't, I mean, leave us, can't leave us now. If that like, sells another, if that sells another potion too early. I love the bad shit talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of community, um, a couple weeks ago, uh, we wanted to do some giving back to the community writ large. 
And we have, uh, as we've mentioned a couple of times, we've been given a lot of money, thankfully, to NFT from NFT. So we want to give back to the real world. So um, we asked our deposit king, Peter Overzet, uh, for a favorite uh, charity. One was Children's International. So we did a giveaway. We have a basket of NFTs that we have uh, ready to go to gift to somebody. And actually, maybe that's the right way to go. I might just give them the, the private keys. They give them the seed phrase instead of paying the gas. <laughs> that might be the right way to go. Uh, <laughs> uh, they have to pay the gas on their own winnings to transfer it? Come on, we can pay the gas. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> all right, fine. I'll pay the gas in their main wallet if they want. Or they can have the keys. I don't care. Um, but we had some folks uh, who deposited some of their dirty fiat into Children's, Inter Children's International. They've been entered into a raffle. So I figured we'll do it. Um, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Now, I didn't check in with Carlini. Uh, and this is going to be kind of touch and go based upon how tonight went. But early on, I had the DM where he was willing to give a Perlini into the basket, which right now is the crown jewel because the I checked before the show. And that's a half an ETH right there. Um, we can go through the basket if you want, Eric. Actually, I think that'd be good relatively good content let's go find that real quick um so this is over here on deposit kingdom nope donation kingdom i actually looked through the while you're bringing it up i looked through this basket this afternoon and, and it's funny seeing what people what people well, mine's asked. not in there yet but <laughs> oh man yeah and, and i sent that uh the alpha betty and because the airdrop happened so now that the airdropped betty is in there as well it's kind <laughs> yeah. of funny some funny. of these things like you know we we oh, sent man. them maybe two weeks ago like the battle bots or something and they they could be mm -hmm. any of yeah. these could have easily been point yeah, two five floor right now you know um yeah. I'm I'm the owner of record on this, and I keep on getting offers in this full. I'm sick of it. I want it out. I don't <laughs> seriously. Yeah, but uh, they're they're offering point oh three. It's just probably like a third of what it actually should yeah. be. The best oh, one totally is agree. the eight bit that someone's second guy at point one seven five. Like Ooh. who is second guy? <laughs> and then they say you check it. Um, you have an offer on that goat lodge too. <laughs> There, I mean, there's uh, probably a decent amount. I'm I'm putting Knights of Degen in here, so I bet there's over half um, of in here. Maybe that's. I think that's pumped to point one today. They had like yeah. an announcement about. I think um. Yeah, I think it's good for three. Specific. Yeah, but I think uh, the announcement today was that uh, it, you can mint two if you have the pass. Oh, okay. So I think that it. It might pump a little bit. Yeah, there's easily half an ETH in there probably already. Without yeah, yeah. Well, what, so. well, between What's the Betty, the, the what Lou sent, and then Knights of Degen, I mean, that's like almost point three right there. And the the, the Z horse. Did you ever race that yeah. horse, Babs? It's unraced, unnamed. So you yeah, get, you so get that, race. You get to name it, right? Oh, the upside potential. That could that be. One. Yeah, that could yeah. be like three ETH. That could it's be a, the next step three. I think it's a Z thirteen. Like it's not a bad horse, right? So and that 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 horse is probably the best thing in this basket right now. Right? So I mean, and it's a Philly. And it's a Philly, so get, a Philly yeah, legendary. The gift that, that keeps on giving, man. Look at this coat. This coat color, coat colors AO. So oh, yeah, that's, that's a rarer one, is it? I don't know. Yeah, but let's not look at the floor. Look at that. No, but I mean, that's, the, that includes the floor like, is point of five. that includes yeah. ex exclusives and stuff, right? If you looked at the legendary yeah. like Z thirteen floor, it's probably around point one three nine ish. Unnamed, unraced floor is probably higher too. Yeah, it is. Why are we? I, I gotta say, you guys, you're pumping bags too late. The contest is closed now. You're like, look at all this cool stuff we can give away, guys. 
Uh, we, <laughs> we already are giving it away. We're pumping up the bags to the winner. That's true. So don't forget, if, if there's 0.5 here, there's likely there's either a Prolini coming or just ever-loving shit. At was Carlini. that before yeah. or after he rugged yeah, us? Yeah, you really rugged us. Yeah, yeah it, is it a Prolini or is it like one of the pictures from the puzzle also, that he's sending? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? That would be so like him, too. He would totally pull that shit. That's very funny. That'd be very funny. Uh, it's that a Prolini. It's in the DMs. I believe he's a man of uh, some yeah. ethics. We'll find out. Yeah, if yeah. he does choose to rug us, I have some dollar sign per that i'll happily give to donation kingdom um but you wouldn't be able to see it here anyway so with all that out of the way let's do some shuffle 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 we'll spin it up let's see who it is that i have to spend spend a lot of gas on frankie blair oh, <laughs> oh my god oh I love it. my i love it it was written Congratulations, Eric. He's Blair. actually in the chat, too. Yeah, <laughs> I hit him up. I was like, Blair, we're about to do the raffle. You got to get in here. God. I love it. Sick wow. Alpha Lou. Um, all right. Logan, thank you so much for, first of all, finding our little world. Second of all, hanging out in it and fitting in with it. Third of all, taking Babs, dumping your beautiful art uh, so well. And last of all, coming to hang out I, i'm probably um, the only, mentioned, only hey, oily's owner in here now aren't i oh i was browsing i'm yeah I'm going oh, for the v2 collection late. here so I, I mean oh i'm unabashedly listed at floor uh, i'll never i'll never get mad at someone taking profits i can never get mad at someone taking profits well, you, that is... i i think it would be in your position i think it'd be like if i was an artist i think it'd be really cool if i created art and my actual friends could make money off of it oh like, my god yeah that would be I, so I, cool to me i don't know I got a friend of mine in, I got, you know, you guys know Gulo. Gulo's in the Discord sometimes. He bought a potion yeah. for 0.1 and sold it for 1.69. And that's just like, how do you, I don't even know. How do you even put that into words? It's so well, cool to be able to buy value. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's some really like significant amount of, amounts of money for some people. So yeah, seeing seeing some messages in there today too, saying, oh yeah, we started with 0.32 and got all the way to 32 is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely nice. anymore. I started with more than 0.32 and I haven't gotten to those levels. So please stop doing that. That's so bad. Uh, I'm just kidding. It feels good to be back. feels good to hang out with you guys again. Um, on behalf of Lou, Babs, Trey, and Logan, thank you all for hanging out. Uh, maybe WGMI. Oh, let's drop, let's drop a little bit of alpha. Big show next week. Big show. Big show next week. Big show. Tune in. Very big show. Bye.